0: This is Idiots With Opinions. Idiots may vary. If you can hear the tribal drums in the background, that's Tuscan getting ready for another episode of Idiots With Opinions. I'm Todd, and today we are going to be doing a deep dive into the traditions of the
1: Tuscan Todd folk. That's right. They live in the deep jungles of the Andes Mountains. Uh, they have not been contacted by civilized society in the last 200 years, and that's on purpose, actually. The, uh, the, the Peruvian government has laws against contacting this indigenous tribe, and, and, and it's really dangerous to introduce new technology to them at this point in the game.
0: Yeah, yeah. There, there have been uh, just a few instances of people going to meet them face-to-face,
1: and they were immediately pulverized. Yeah, they, they have, uh, have not been contacted uh, sense those those people have gone missing and, and nobody wants to go look for them because yeah. uh, the 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 natives are in fact dangerous. Yes,
0: uh, just like many other people in the United in the United States and abroad, uh, that's what we're going to be really focusing on today. Idiots with opinions, Tuscan. How are you really doing today? Tell me tell me the truth.
1: I'm doing just fine. We're doing an early morning episode of uh, of Idiots with Opinions because we. Did not get an opportunity to record this weekend as we usually do. Yes, that's uh, so correct. if it's coming out late, which it is, yeah, uh, that that's why, and it's my <laughs> fault. It's entirely my fault. It's it's both of our <laughs> faults. Uh, how was your weekend, though? You you uh, you had? No, you had a lot going on. Yeah, I I just worked a lot this weekend. Yeah, I uh, you know not, nothing nothing terribly exciting. I went to the the Husker football game. We lost pretty badly. It was. Not super fun, but other than that, great weekend. Had a good time. Saw the governor. He the came governor. down to the football game. Ooh. Yeah, that was that was kind of fun. The the governor of Nebraska has a the tailgate over at the at the stadium every week, and he actually ended up stopping by uh, when I was there, because I was there for some reason. Well, while you were
0: wa- seeing the governor. My roommate was uh, was seeing Jeff Goldblum walk down the street. That's phenomenal. I'm sure Jeff Goldblum walks like a crazy person. Yeah, he, there's he, he, my my roommate was just skating by him, and then uh, then he saw Jeff Goldblum walking his dog. The Bloom, the Bloom boy, the Bloom uh, was yes, in yes, yes, in uh, bloom. Yes, of course, of course, yes. Uh, he he didn't get a, a chance to talk to him, but. Um, that's Jeff probably for the best. Yeah, Jeff Goldblum was walking, and then uh, like a swarm of women just came up and and started talking
1: to him, him <laughs> questions. What's yes. the what? What's your policy on talking to celebrities? Um, now that you live in LA and can see celebrities all the time, uh, I also uh, saw which is like. Not- uh, well, yeah i I also saw like another
0: comedian yesterday, but the, like a Twitter comedian on the street. Sure. Well, my my policy is usually like I'm not gonna say anything to them or ask for a picture or anything unless it's like um, if it were like Bill Hader or Pete Holmes or mm. um, so like your actual heroes like yeah people you, if it was like really like. my number ones then I would like I I would I would like say something I'd be like
1: hey so I'm, you wouldn't you wouldn't approach. Like Billy Eilish on the street and be no, nah, no. Nope. But Billy Eichner, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'd maybe. I'd approach him. Yeah,
0: um, I don't know. Well, he he'd probably approach me doing his show. You know, Billy on the street. What do you mean, <laughs> Billy on the street? If you haven't checked Billy out on Billy street. on the street, it's a it's a, it's a great up uh, a great thing a uh, trash TV, but um, yeah, very
1: consumable, yes. very trash TV.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, had my birthday party this weekend. Yeah, how was, that, was that? It was real. It was really really great. I had a lot of people come out. Um, uh, our our That's mutual nice. friend Nate came out. Yeah, haven't seen him in a long time. So
1: yeah, I saw your picture with him. That yes. was that was nice.
0: Yeah, was nice. But uh, but enough about me, Tuscan. And we we always talk about me on this podcast. I want to talk yeah. about. A school, okay? Okay. There is a school that is setting a deadline for students to get single.
1: To get because, single?
0: To get single. This is an elementary school, okay? So Riverside Elementary sent a letter to all of the parents of their students. Uh-huh. And it was just like, yeah, the okay, I, I see it. it. It has come to our attention that many of the fifth grade students are dating each other. This is the age that students become interested and develop crushes, but this is also the age that hearts can get broken quickly. At this age, children are dating and breaking up within days of each other. This leads to many broken hearts, which carry over into the classroom. To combat students having broken hearts, we have implemented a dating policy. We are still encouraging, uh, encouraging our fifth graders to have many friends to develop strong friendships, all three classes have been spoken to about the importance of this manner. They were given Tuesday and Wednesday to make sure the relationships have ended. Again, we are encouraging strong friendships. Students can still stay together at recess, be in groups during classroom activities, and many other. Uh, I can't read that. Many other solutions. We may just something. We something just attempting to lessen the amount of broken hearts. Thank you for your attention to this manner. Yeah, so I, I think this is stupid, uh, because... Yeah, it sounds stupid. <laughs> One, that letter, like, I, I read it almost verbatim. There are a few words that I couldn't read, because they were... Um, it, that was a picture of somebody holding it, but... Uh, sure, yeah. But that letter was, like, written pretty poorly, and also... I just think it's dumb that, like, parents... It's not even the parents, because some of the parents... The parents are, like, on my side on this, but i don't know i just think that who who cares if students are like having broken hearts because this is like such a low stakes time in their lives to like learn that that can affect them
1: yeah absolutely like if somebody's gonna deal with heartbreak you want to do it when you are 12 and not when you're like in your early 20s and you've had a relationship going on for several years And now this is an alien feeling to you, exactly. Because then you're like, you know, I I have a job, or I'm I'm going to going to college, or I'm applying. Maybe I moved out of town for this person. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Maybe I made sacrifices to keep this relationship going. I, in any way you slice it, the 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 point is, whether you agree philosophically with having kids date at age twelve or not, the the onus is not on the school to make sure that that doesn't happen yeah or make sure that it does happen either way you know the school should not at all be involved in this where what, what i agree where did you say this was riverside where uh ri- river, it was riverside
0: elementary school and this is in yeah. louisville, louisville louisville sorry louisville
1: louisville kentucky louisville yeah louisville louisville yeah it's it's the Westerners wanna wanna make it three syllables, but but it, when you're in Kentucky, it is two syllables. Louisville, Louisville. All right. Anyway, yeah, it, it's it's a bad idea. I don't I don't I didn't date anybody like quote unquote date anybody when I was in elementary school. I know you did. Um, I, I, not as much as other people. Well, sure, but I I had none of that experience until like sophomore year of high school
0: yeah that's, i think that's my perspective i had like a middle school relationship that was very middle school it was just like oh we see each other in the hallway and we hug and that's yeah. it <laughs> nothing else Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, she wrote me a note one time yeah and it exactly said, do you want to date me yes or no circle
0: one and pass it back <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly <laughs> you know? and one of the parents who was interviewed for this story even said there's they're not doing anything they're not kissing they're not holding hands they're just like no. good friends they're being totally innocent at, yeah. at least
1: that's as far as she knows but yeah if, if the fifth graders were all having sex in the gym locker rooms like yeah. then that that would okay now you have a problem that yeah. the school can deal with <laughs> you know yeah. yeah but that's not the case no i don't think so and i don't know
0: it's just it something that you used to bother me a lot was when we were in Uh, when we were in middle school even like later middle school my choir teacher would always make jabs at students being not able to understand relationships or love so we would like try and stop she was right well yeah i mean yeah to her credit (laughs) it's just annoying like yeah sure
1: I I think absolutely
0: you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna say I disagree because of course it's not as complex as like what a relationship would be but like there are some middle schoolers who have gone through some traumatic relationship experience yeah Uh, and I think that it's unfair for these adults to generalize and say that these students aren't like capable of understanding these feelings because yeah. i think that students and and just children in general are smarter than we give them credit for
1: uh, a lot of the time i agree with that for sure <clears throat> but but the one thing that that i always come back to is you need to let those kids make their own mistakes you know if they, yeah. if they get as early as possible oh yeah absolutely the the the, the younger you make A very, very terrible mistake, the easier it is to come back from it and figure things out. That's why, you know, at our age, making a uh, a financial mistake is kind of no big deal. I mean, it's a big deal in the short term. You know, you can you can definitely send yourself on a bad path, but you got a lot of time to bounce back from a financial mistake or a legal mistake or or any sort of, you know, thing that you'll later learn from so that's that's my high horse about that especially just just let the kids be kids man stop trying to stop trying to create a, a padded environment for them to grow up in because you know if they are no on the others to step on then you got really soft feet you know what i'm yeah. saying
0: <laughs> yeah but on the other hand stop trying to force children to
1: to make out in your basement yeah that's also the other side of the coin not not as pretty yeah okay. no absolutely not <laughs> absolutely uh, yeah. Let's 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 stick on this. this Children making of kids, up in, Todd. And, and making out in basements. Well, what do you do, Todd, if the kid you're talking about is not a kid at all? Is we're is talking she, about is she a 22 huh? year old
0: psychopath? Yeah, she is. Did we pick the same story? No, I I just saw
1: the headline. That's all. <laughs> okay. There is so much to unpack in this story. Let me <laughs> let me just. <laughs> Just go down oh, the, I'm the, curious. the list. Here. I'm excited. <laughs> so we're talking about a U.S.-based family who abandoned their kid back in 2013 uh, after having adopted her in 2010. Okay. The, the kid's name is Natalie Grace, and she is accused of being 22 years old when she was adopted a, a a an adult with dwarfism, there were Indiana University health records submitted to the court of this individual having already her adult teeth and uh, and having begun menstruating, which they believe is proof that she's older than nine years old, which is how old oh my gosh they <laughs> they said she was so she was born in ukraine and what her parents did was basically move out of their apartment in indiana to move to canada and we'll get back to canada in a minute the reason they said they did this is because the girl made a career uh, this is a a quote Wait, from the legal documents her, here: Her adopted Ma- family a- moved. Her adopted family moved, or her, her adopted family okay. moved. Yes. So and so left she was her Adopted
0: from Ukraine right. to where was it? Indiana. Indiana, and then her mm. family, her adopted parents moved That's to right. Canada. Yes,
1: got it. And they they legally had her age changed from eight to twenty two in twenty twelve, uh, huh. and they made her legal date of birth September four. 1989 okay yeah so they allege that she made a career of perpetuating her age uh, as a facade and was diagnosed with psychopathic or sociopathic excuse me personality disorder she was hiding uh, these are allegations from the family she was hiding knives in the couches she was talking about how she was going to kill family members she was putting chemicals in the coffee she was jumping out of moving cars, smearing blood on mirrors. She was standing over people in their sleep, like standing in the middle of the room. And when they noticed she was standing there, she would say, I'm waiting for the right time. What? No. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> this is terrifying. Yeah, that's like so
0: many red flags that are like that, that's that's means to like call the police rather than have to move to Canada.
1: Okay, so here's why they moved to Canada, right? Let's get back to that part of the story. They moved to Canada because their son Jacob is this child prodigy. He, uh, he did a, an episode of 60 Minutes back in 2012 where it, they, they followed him taking university math classes and pursuing a PhD in quantum gravity uh, at the Premier Institute for Theoretical Physics, so they they moved to Canada so that he could go to some Canadian grad school for his twelve year old PhD. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So this is like, so this is the family we're dealing with. Yeah, the two two sides of this family. This story was published like last week, right? Yeah. But they don't know what happened to Natalie the the daughter now we're back to the daughter after she was evicted from the apartment in 2014 basically the the parents left just left her alone in this apartment somebody who they claim is 22 years old but may very well be nine okay like like it's still possible you know given all these weird things yeah huh yeah it is still possible it's still possible that this is a nine-year-old kid (laughs) they just left her in the apartment and moved to Canada, and like they kept paying her rent, but they were just gone. And then I'm sure the police said, "Well, we can't have a nine year old living here by herself." And so, <laughs> well, was she being self
0: sufficient? Like, was she going to 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 the grocery store? Did she have
1: a job? <laughs> yeah, I have no idea, no idea. It doesn't say. Or maybe Telegraph, she was just, you got to get your story better.
0: Maybe she was just filleting. Uh, neighbors, with her with the knives that, hidden in the
1: couches. I don't know, man. I, I'd love to hear more about this story because there is so. There's are you saying, so much here. Are you saying that she's at large now, or did they? As far ca- as we can do tell, do they have her? Does who have her? The police. The police a- arrested the parents. They, they, arrested, they arrested the
0: parents because yeah, for they neglect. left their nine-year, their potentially. 9-year-old kid home but she's still home. They still That's have correct. that 9-year-old girl like in custody or just in the
1: apartment or something. Don't know. Let's That's scary. Let's see what Reddit has to say about this. She lived by herself for 2 years from 2012 to 2014. Her mother insists she is an adult, father insists she was a t- child. There's some some friction in the Ooh. family. <laughs> Either way, it's scary, and I think that if you're having an issue
0: with this person putting chemicals in your coffee, then uh, yeah,
1: that's that's the one that got me. I was like, oh, she's actually trying to poison the parents.
0: Yeah, right. Obviously, but you know, she might be a kid because she's not doing it right. That's the biggest thing. The people who are who are caught with these things, they're just not smart enough to do it. Sometimes you just got to be a little smarter. just like you or me, but uh, that's beside the point. Uh,
1: let's talk about mail. Are you good on that story, or do you want to add more? I'll I'll let you know if I find an update. I'm I'm currently searching. Okay. Well, I'll um, listen. I'll listen to the mail. let Okay. Go. Well, I mean, this one isn't that big of a story, but I I think
0: it's interesting. There's a woman who's in Maine, and at one point, oh uh, uh, like last Thursday. Not this past Thursday. Well, okay. So I assume for the listeners, it'll be two Thursdays ago. A main woman, like, she got 46 letters from United Healthcare, all saying the same thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, this woman does have a, a child with autism. And, and so they were kind of targeted at this kid. But the letters kept coming. And in five days, she had five hundred letters from United Healthcare. what saying the why? same thing? There was a coding error from united healthcare that's what they that's what they said at least, and so all of these letters were just stashed in her mailbox, and she was like, why well, i don't i don't this is ridiculous that I have to go through five hundred letters. Make I mean, sure you don't that, have to well, just like." Just at least looking through them, making sure that they're all United Healthcare crap instead of yeah. a letter from Aunt Carol. You know, it scares me that stuff like this can happen, and just the, the 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 emergence of like robocalls and spam letters and spam email. It's like there's really no. It's it's getting increasingly hard to figure out the the important. Uh, information that is coming from like that is targeted at you is from a reliable source because I think
1: that's the worst part. I, I, I agree with you there because I, I get a lot of the calls, spam letters.
0: I I don't get
1: nearly as many calls as I used to. Like a year ago I was getting two calls a day. Yeah. Uh, Now I get a lot less, which is kind of nice. I'll get once, once a week about, now I'll, I'll get a, a fake call, uh, so it's not nearly as bad. Sorry. Speaking of which, no. <laughs> <laughs> the the thing that really ticks me off, because you know, robocalls, whatever, I'll just hang up. It's not like if I'm in the middle of something and I don't know the number, I don't answer it. And if I miss a call from a number I don't know, I don't call them back if i'm not doing anything and i get a call from a number i don't know i answer it just to see if it might be important and then i hang up right away if it's trying yeah. to sell me something that's what i sure. do but i think that that's what makes me get more
0: calls because i i still get about 2 to th- 2 to 4 calls a day oh, robo yeah. calls but you know i'm in this this point in my life where all the, i mean i'm i'm also getting calls from random
1: numbers that i am unaware of you know right yeah you're making making money moves out there yeah making money moves the one that gets me though is the is the incessant sending of things to my mailbox my physical mailbox yeah because you know again send me an email i'll delete it i don't care send me a a a full newspaper full of ads (laughs) you're wasting a ridiculous amount of paper it's so obtrusive. I mean, I, I see the the mail carrier come just to my apartment complex. He's got a whole armful of these newspapers, and he stuffs one in every mailbox mm-hmm. because somebody paid to send those out, right? I yeah. mean, they, they bought the paper. They printed out coupons, deals. There was a copywriter somewhere who who spent time thinking about what the coupon should say, what the advertisement should should be like. I mean, there's a whole... Market out there and they're doing Direct mail advertising And you know what the return rate On direct mail advertising is Todd I don't Like a good return rate Mm-hmm. Is less than 1% Ugh. Less than 1% on, on a direct mail Campaign 99 plus Percent of the people you send Those newspapers to You are counting on them to throw it away Immediately it Isn't part of Advertising, just like exposure, just
0: trying to get people to see these yeah. things. It, but yeah, I guess a lot of is your point that people aren't even looking at it; they're just throwing it away, so it's a huge waste.
1: Exactly. My yeah. my point is, I get those emails, I, I get those newspapers, right? Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what, if I if I knew that they put a crossword in every one of those things, I'd open them up and do the crossword. I would, <laughs> but but the fact that I know it's full of just advertisements and coupons, I'm like, I'm I'm not going to use these. I throw it right out. Yeah. So it goes from my mailbox to my trash every single time. And, and that that's what makes me mad because there's not recycling on my, on my apartment complex. So those aren't getting recycled. Those all, I mean, I know nobody in my apartment complex is reading them. Maybe Mm -hmm. one, one person, just statistically, but probably not. And I know that every single one of those newspapers goes to a landfill, because no one reads them. Yeah, and that makes me really mad. Yeah, you know, reasonable. I mean, it's yeah. like I, I get a lot of newspapers
0: as well, and i I definitely don't look at them. Well, how how long do you think it'll take for those
1: to completely phase out? I think I think at some point very soon it's going to stop becoming, it's going to stop being profitable. Yeah, because you have a lot of surprise. People that, it still is. I, well, it's so cheap to send out, you know, 10,000 letters. Yeah, I guess that's true. In the grand scheme of advertising budgets, the return is enough that you, you say, yeah, send out 10,000 letters. It'll cost mm-hmm. me 1,500 bucks, maybe.
0: Yeah. It's just super wasteful.
1: Yeah. Anyway, that's the... Well, uh, recycle that, your those the n- newspapers. I want to I, I go back to the 22-year-old, 9-year-old. yes it's pretty much unclear what happened after she was evicted from the apartment. She left no forwarding address. Court officers were not able to figure out where she went or follow up with the money she owed from the apartment. Apparently the girl's neighbors took her under their wing and were kind of caring for her in a way while she was living at this apartment alone because the, the mom paid rent at this apartment, but, Gave her no other money to go to the store or anything. Yeah. Just paid rent on the apartment. Uh, the son Jake still lives in Canada and the parents filed for divorce in 2014. Is there extradition so, in Canada? Huh? Is
0: there
1: extradition? They moved back to Indianapolis, actually. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And it, so, so that's, you know, that it, it's developing and it's kind of nuts. Let's talk about, uh, Let's talk about the the private areas of people Todd real quick here. I I came across a story this morning when I was searching about a gentleman who went into a clothing store. Now this guy was having some heart trouble and his his partner said, "Hey, I know what will cheer you up." You know, he he had just had uh, he, he had a non-acute heart attack like 2 weeks earlier. And he was not feeling well. He couldn't go to the gym and he'd gained a little bit of weight. So his pants were really tight and his, his, uh, his partner basically said, Hey, let's go to the store and get you some new clothes. And so they went to the store, uh, got some new clothes, spent about $400. And as they're walking out of some store called Scott's, uh, and it's a UK store, the manager stopped them at the door and said, Hey, uh, we think you're trying to steal some clothes. And he said, what? He thought it was a joke because he just bought a bunch of clothes and mm-hmm. they said he was trying to steal some He said no, I'm not and they said yeah look at that bulge in your pants You're trying to steal the that you stuffed some some t-shirts down there or something <laughs> and he goes. No, that's that's my 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 my, my my gentleman's area and They they didn't believe him and so he had to go into one of the changing rooms and basically Prove that that was indeed what he was packing. That's got to be against the law. It is. Can he sue them? Nobody forced him to, according to this story, nobody forced him to take off his pants. They just (laughs) accused him of stealing, and he said, Well, I'll show you. And he took, like, you know, this is in public, he took off his pants just to his boxers, and he's like, See? And they're like, We still don't believe you. And he's like, all right then you know what do i need to do uh but he ended up getting a full refund so he got 400 dollars worth of free clothes but he said you know there's this huge crowd that showed up and kind of gathered to see what was going on it's like I, it's really embarrassing you know i just had a heart attack i'm having heart palpitations because i'm getting angry yeah well i i imagine
0: this story is like the the owner comes up to him and he's like Hey, uh are you uh did you did you pay for all those clothes? Oh, you wanna see what's in my pants? No <laughs> no 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 no. I just no, think that... that's not what I asked, actually. Oh, you think I put, put a bunch of clothes in my pants. No, yeah. no, sir, I just I just am, am making sure everything is on your receipt. Here, this is my underwear. Do you see anything weird? Yes, sir, I, I don't I don't need to see your underwear. It's it's this is this is uh too far. Okay, I guess if you think if you think this this that um, you don't believe me, you still need to see this receipt. Take a look at this. Yeah, oh, how's goodness, that for sir. a receipt? Ah, oh, my goodness.
1: Yeah, yeah. So that's that's what's going on in the UK. People people are just too well endowed to to go around in public anymore. Good. Yeah. You know who else
0: is super well endowed?
1: Hmm. You, you gonna spill the tea on this
0: one? Uh, no, I was just asking. I I'm genuinely curious. I want to know who's. Yeah, <laughs> usually I ask uh, Carl Westberg because he all he always knows. He always knows mm. the answer to that question. You know, because right. I'm always asking that question. I like I you know I I am so curious about it every single day that I wake up I, I roll over uh, look to the to the right of my bed and see Carl Westberg standing over me, whispering, "I'm waiting for the right time." Mm. And then, um, I'm like, Oh, okay. Well is any do you know who's well endowed in the world? And he goes, Oh yeah. yes. Oh Mahatma Gandhi had
1: a great time. Mohandas. Mohandas. Well, you remember that Seinfeld episode where it was, like the old woman who had an affair with Gandhi? <laughs> I I don't think I've seen that one. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Elaine is taking care of a a woman with a giant goiter on her neck. I don't know no. what a goiter is. <laughs> I don't know what a goiter is. She either. had a goiter. <laughs> anyway, we want to thank Carl Westberg, not only for his knowledge of goiters, but also for uh, his support of our podcast. Uh, it's uh, four seasons uh, in the making. Here we go. Carl Westberg yeah. to thank for all of it. Uh, well, if you more, want to know more, more, more that, about any of the stories. Huh? More, more than four. Well, this is season 104. Yes. So we want to uh, send a shout out to him. If you want to know more about us, our personal lives, and uh, what kind of coffee I drink in the morning, you can send a link over to, don't send a link. I mean, you can send a link of a news story or something. But, uh, you know, send a message. Say hi over at studiosvolatile at gmail.com. Uh, check us out on the Internet as well. Our social medias include both idiotic opinions on instagram and opinions that suk on twitter so check those out as well and uh and and give us a follow we'd really appreciate it uh but don't follow us in real
0: life because that's creepy
1: yeah i mean yeah don't do that i don't know why i was about to say you can but uh, no don't do that don't follow me yeah i'll call the police
0: well uh until next time Tuscan, uh, what what would you like to uh, to to tell the world to stop doing uh, now that it is the end of the episode?
1: Stop driving slow in the left lane.
0: You heard it here first, folks. Don't drive in the left lane at all. Uh, that's what Tuscan said, and we're sticking to it. Thank you. Good night. You've been listening to Idiots with Opinions. Tune in next week.